Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. Well, welcome back, geek freaks. Today I am joined with oh, JJ. What's up, guys? Yeah, I didn't like go. the whole thing. I didn't Keep like going. Thing. Let's bring it on. Toy Story. <laughs> What's up? And our special guest, Mike Caro. What's up? You flustered him, Mike. I know. I was, <laughs> you know, yeah, I was thinking about too many different things, but it's fine. <laughs> you made him nervous. Uh, Look at him squirming. Jeez. <laughs> we're, uh, we're pivoting very quickly on our subject matter today. We're going to do some market reactions uh, with our special guest, Mike Caro. But uh, before we get into that, as always, we're going to turn it over to Toy Story for the Geek Beat. Awesome. So biggest news this week, we got a trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage, which is coming out September 24th of this year, um, directed by Andy Serkis. And he actually confirmed that it's not going to be part of the MCU. So what do you guys, what'd you guys think of it? Well, I didn't realize that that was directed by Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know oh, it either. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I know. It's really cool. It it looks pretty cool, you know. I when 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 the first Venom like previewed, we saw those trailers. Like I was so anti against that movie, I didn't want to see it. And Did you I see think, it eventually? Like a year after it came out, yeah. I really like. Yeah. I, I I was in the same camp, but I saw it. And I, I really liked it. <laughs> it was I certainly watched the first thirty to forty five minutes of it. It was better than <laughs> I expected. It? For like a huge Spider-Man, I would not watch the whole thing. It's I gotta go back. I, I I was very much in the same camp where I was just like, it has nothing to do with Spider-Man, yeah. and he only exists because of Spider-Man. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, so. that's it was fair. like a seven point five for me, which I consider like pretty good. Yeah, like, I totally enjoyed it. it was, I'll go back and watch. It was, it was entertaining. I didn't hate totally. it. It was like, I, you know what the thing I hate the most about the Venom movie is that now Tom Hardy has to be Eddie Brock, <laughs> and can't be anybody else. Like in in like a really good role. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I, I, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because Kevin Feige actually said he loves Tom Hardy for as 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 Eddie Brock. So oh, really? if they uh, if they wanted to, uh, sorry, I mean, I'd I love him more of, as Wolverine. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. that's my uh, yeah. What do you guys I, think of Woody? I I, love I, I don't. Oh God, I hate Woody as as Judas. <laughs> I'm just saying. Really? Ooh, <laughs> I, let's hear ooh. this. I, I guess it's a hot take, but I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan. I love Woody as a as an actor. I think he's awesome, but I think they should not have picked a 60 year old man to play Katie's cat. Katie's cat. He's yeah. he's got to be. I mean, how the white man can't jump was 30 years ago. It's, <laughs> that's I mean, the fr- it's, that's the first thing I thought of when I when I saw him. I was like, right? They could have gotten no, somebody different for him. He's 59. When he was younger. When he was younger, Natural Born Killers time, wow. I'm in. Would have been perfect for this. He, play, he plays a crazy person fine, but I think he's just a little too old. I would have liked somebody like a little bit younger. I would have, but it, you know, he's a good actor. I think he's gonna do a great job. But it's just a little off putting that he's a little bit older. Like <laughs> we can hear, we can hear you, but you're, you froze. You froze. You froze. I'm gonna kind of agree with you. Like I, I think he is old and he would have been great younger but i mean i i love it i think he's just crazy enough to pull that character off there's like i like that we're seeing someone kind of different too it's not like the same like cast of characters we always see or like the same like five or six actors that get cast as everything like he's like a good like throwback who's crazy and i I think the thing is you're probably not going to see him more than in this movie so that's probably the way they don't care about how old he is probably like they're probably not casting him for 10 years 
Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, think about how old you know Robert Downey Jr. was when he started as Iron Man. He's got he was had to be like forty something, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was older. But, I just yeah, I I didn't. Uh, I listen. I'm more than happy to be just like proven wrong. Like yeah, the best thing that can happen is I'm just sitting there going, "Well, I'm an idiot." Listen, it's better to be proven wrong than to be proven right in these situations. Yeah, in that real. situation, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. No, I think he's. I think he's going to do a fantastic job. It looks like it's going to be all right. We'll see. It's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it could turn out really well. It could be a complete dumpster mess. fire. <laughs> yeah, it could be a dumpster fire. Seriously, it, it, it I, I, I like the com- the comedic. Uh, tone it had, especially you know when you had Eddie, you know Eddie between Brock Venom and, and the Venom, you know, I, I like that. That, that was yeah. funny, you know. But you know, did they give us the best shots of the film already? You know, I, I guess wait and see. Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, I can't <laughs> imagine they did. Probably not. <laughs> All right, Matt. What else you got for news? All right, this one's interesting. So Walmart and Target stores have apparently decided to halt the sale of all trading cards. As of Friday, May 14th, after a man pulled a gun in a Target parking lot in Wisconsin, which stemmed from an argument over sports card limitations. So, so that was about a week ago now that that happened. I, apparently that happened on May 7th, mm-hmm. and um, it's prompted both those stores to pull cards as of last Friday. And not just um, sports cards, also Pokemon. All, and all, all trade, all I mean, that's all specifically, I think, what it was, too. That it was, uh, it's, from what I heard, it stemmed from sports cards, but they're pulling all... I mean, because they get they get mobbed and people get hurt every time these come out, so they're just not going to deal with it anymore. And, and which I guys, don't blame them. Yeah, and if you guys ever been to one of these stores during the time when they're stocking these things, like it is absolutely it's amazing, nice. the lines for this. And the grown-ass men, like just hoarding this stuff. Well, I mean, it, it, our original guest, it would have been interesting to talk to him about this. But I was just uh, about to say, our original guest would have a lot to say about this. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a hundred percent and I mean, it's it's hard to blame them because you know it's the same. You know, we're in the same thing with the comic book market. It's just yeah, totally. It's it's not as new. It's crazy that there's something that's coming out and instantly it's valuable. I feel like with the comic books, yeah. you don't see that as much. These are like being released, and as soon as they're released, they're worth a lot of money. I mean, comic books, yeah, yeah no you'll get. No one's really knocking down the door to get the most recent copy. Yeah, right? so, yeah like, even you if, might get like a couple, but it's not that crazy. Yeah, and you're looking at what? A couple hundred bucks at best. Like these things are going for thousands yeah. of dollars, right? Yep. And, every, and it's all being wiped out. Like it's a, it's absolutely it's crazy. Amazing. Sports speaking, cards. Like, speaking stuff is just. Oh, God. Sorry. I said, I <laughs> the stuff was just sitting on the shelf, you know, or, you know, a, a, a year ago, and now it's just. I think you blame COVID for all this stuff. It's possible. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, we're going to get into that too, right? A lot of things we're talking. Well, we're going to talk about market stuff, and I'm on the process of potentially buying a book right now because <laughs> three minutes on eBay. I got, I got three minutes. All right, so next up, a little uh, star, little little Star Wars news. So Ewan McGregor has appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he did like a Zoom interview actually from the set of the Obi Wan show. And did he looked like Obi Wan. He did, yeah. He had like the slick back hair and the beard and everything. Oh, sick. Um, so yeah, he's saying that he got to play a very special scene on May the Fourth with someone very special in his life, and that's all he could tell us about it. So what? He, he he did confirm that it was it was someone he's never um, acted with before. 
Um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's one of his kids or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% thinking it has no yeah. bearing yeah. on like, a big character. It was like his wife or his yeah. kid. Is Obi Wan like, going to have a kid yeah. in the show then? <laughs> yeah. Is, that, is, is his kid playing Obi Wan's kid? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're so. Weren't you guys saying last time that there was like a woman in a family that he helped, like a, a yeah, Tuscan? in the book, in the book oh, that they did. Oh, Obi Obi Wan got in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no he way he did. Like, did. He absolutely yeah. did. I mean, he was pretty. He's he's loose with the rules for the Jedi as it is. <laughs> wow. There's no way you're sticking him on desert planet. And Nobody not, who makes an intro by saying hello there has never has been celibate their entire life. It might be the most that. sexual line in all of Star Wars. Oh, 100%. 100%. Those movies 100%. are pretty devoid of any other... I mean, I mean aside from the, the Han, incest, maybe. for sure. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. That's wow. <laughs> yeah, so, but they're, they're, they're filming right now, so that, that's that's also a really cool thing. It, it's when are we filming. supposed to get that show? Do you know? Probably early next year after oh, Boba Fett. Sure. They have they don't have a release date yet, right? No, but it's no. short. It's only six episodes, and they're filming now, so it should be ready by next year. I'm excited. My uh, the, the prequels are my childhood movies, as bad as they are, so I'm pumped for them for it. Well, now you're all <laughs> now you're all one big camp now, right? You all just hate the new trilogy. And yeah, so we you agree all just let each other go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate the, the original trilogy. trilogy people no. used to hate. The original trilogy people used to hate the new trilogy people, and now the the, the both of them are like, you know what? We're putting all it's like Axis power. <laughs> We're setting our differences aside to hate this. Yeah. You guys full on Russia and US that you're like, you know what? The Nazis. The, the, the new You're like we all have to we all have to get across and just put our differences aside and just kill all of the new trilogy because we're really just unhappy with it. Yeah, that's the case. We'll just work together for this few couple of years. And then <laughs> I guess I'm in the you guys can go back camp, to each other. Camp then because I don't hate anybody from the new trilogy as much as I hate uh, hating Chris yeah, um, was... yeah, I couldn't care less. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the new ones were fine for me. I, yeah. <laughs> I hold no special place in my heart for, for any of the Star oh, Wars okay, stuff. Okay. So it's like <laughs> uh, we proved that last May the fourth. <laughs> we did, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. All right. Last up, last up, we got Dave Bautista who plays Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy. We all know that. He thinks Marvel dropped the ball a little on the character of Drax. Um, he thinks that they kind of were a little lackluster in his backstory, and that he got beat up too often, and that they kind of made him too much comedic relief in the movies. So I feel like he got—he probably feels like he got shortchanged a little bit. So uh, I, I kind of looked into this, and this was like my contribution to the news here. So I, I kind of agree with him a little bit. I think his character—I think once they got into the first movie, they really just went down a road that they couldn't come back from. But he is in the comic book a very serious and very tough character. I mean, I think he kills Thanos on his own in the comic book. I'm pretty sure in like one of those series, or him and Quill together did it. I mean, his the level of power that he I'll has is dramatically reduced. And uh, yeah, he's supposed to be doing this interview right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mute him. <laughs> yeah, but it's um. I get what he's saying because he does have an interesting backstory and everything. So, you know, it's it is what it is. And he also said at the same time, he's like, I also owe them like hu- everything for my career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like obviously, you know, it's not. It, I don't take anything away from them. They had their own story. He's just saying that I think they could have done more with it, like anyone really would. Mm-hmm. I'm distracted by Mike now. 
Do I bring him back on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there he is. Hey, hey. So, um, he, he. Do you want him to jump on or no? I don't know. What do you guys want to do? We I don't care. I don't care. Can he jump on? Is he in a? Yeah, he he's, in a he's ready to jump on right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. This All right, so we're going back. To our original episode, right, just, just just jump on. And this is gonna be did our you, interview. TC, TC, did you send him an email? I did, I did, uh, yeah, I did. did. Yep. Yeah, just click the link. What's wrong? Just with click you? the link. And bring it on. Are you ninety-five years old? You know how to use technology? <laughs> just click the link. We're so keeping this in the show. We're so keeping this in the show. You can use a computer. You can use your phone. It doesn't matter. Anything with a camera, Alex. <laughs> Oh my god. Where are you? Are you home? The revamp of our show is getting <laughs> Is he not home? I love you, but they're fucking worse. <laughs> cuss words. It's okay. They only check the first five minutes. The first minute for cuss words. Oh, so I'm get you demonetized. Just bleep me. We're not live. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not. No, we're not live on Instagram. Uh, no, we're not live live. Yeah, you're going to edit this, right? So, yeah, I don't think I'm going to edit this. I think this is great. Would you say? <laughs> so, it's not Dave a Zoom. Burrito. It's a website. It's StreamYard. Just click the link, <laughs> Alex. Open, open the email and click the link. <laughs> and when we look at those analytics, when the down period <laughs> is, <laughs> is gonna be part. either that or it's going to rise dramatically. Right it's Wednesday, Alex. It's a new comic book day. <laughs> What is going on? This is a great time to do a show, Alex. <laughs> I heard whatever that was. What is that? Oh, that's the airplane above my... <laughs> Can you guys still hear me, by the way? On the Yeah, thing? what is going on? He's... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's if coming. he can't do it, we'll go back to what we're No, doing. no, he's, he's coming. <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll just jump right into it. So we're welcoming Alex of <laughs> iPhone <or> <laughs> Great. Who was the original guest? Yes, the original oh, guest. Uh, we did some, uh, you know, tiptoeing back and forth, but now our official original guest is here. So, Alex, usually how we like to start things with our new guest is we like to get their geek origin story. You know, like what first got you into collecting or the geek culture or whatever it was that kind of first gave you that uh, inkling into this community. Um, just in general. Um, I mean, I've always been a Marvel fan. Um, and you know, Venom was always my character. So I've always been in the Spider-Man phase. I grew up with X-Men just growing up as a, as a child. Um, my, I, my dad used to buy comic books for me, so I would just always have them. So it always originated since I was always young, whether from trading cards to comics. So it, it always stuck with me. It didn't, it didn't really like start for collecting and it probably the same for Mike because, uh, when me and Mike finally met, I sold him. Mike already had some comic books himself, but then I said, hey, like maybe you should start, you know, investing into like first appearance books. So we kind of were like, all right, now like the trend, they're building Avengers movie and things like that. I think uh, it's good to just invest and find all the first appearance comic books that we can possibly find. Um, and then it, it stuck like that. I was already kind of collecting prior. I think... Uh, there's a comic book store in New York City called St. Mark's Comics at the time. Yep. And um, they used to have 50% off back issues. So my fiance 
was going to college in the city and we would stop in and she's like check this out and i would just regularly go in there and just pick up pick up issues just whatever i liked i didn't just buy them and then later down the line i started just building like that this was even before even grading books and even yeah. considering grading books and before pressing before anything me and mike would just buy raw yeah you know <laughs> Uh, it's, it's very, very interesting to be where we are today in 2021. It's yeah. barely anybody buys raw, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I barely buy raw. The only thing about raw now is is that it's hard to buy raw because if the person's selling it raw, most likely either doesn't believe in CGC or grading, and or they uh, know that it's not going to fetch a high grade or things like that. So if, they're, if, if you're a collector and you didn't grade it yourself, then most likely, I, me and Mike can already know. Like, okay, this book isn't gonna get a nine eight or yeah. not four. It's just if you want a nice copy and you're a nice readable copy, then that's how it is. Because everything now is all you have to grade the book to fetch the dollar amount that you want. Yeah, I think I, I mean we've said it so many times that you know you really have to educate yourself and learn how to like evaluate the grade of a book. And I mean, to to your point though, I think that's probably the only place where you can actually get a deal now nowadays mm -hmm. is if you find a graded uh, a raw book, but know what you're supposed to be looking for. And um, that's you know, other than that, you know, you're going to be paying crazy prices for stuff. Crazy price. And if you can find it raw, that's great. That's you know, and we're looking for books that are 1963, 19, you know, 19, you know, Bronze Age. But you know, we're looking over 20, 30 years. Like yeah before Pokemon. So it's yeah. hard to find books, but they're out there if you continuously look. And uh, and we've searched, we've, we've driven back and forth East Coast and things like that. And you know, there's not many stores that do exist that carry books that you just find, you know, even deals, you know, it's, it's yeah. like person to person at this time, unless you it's know true. your aunt or your mom or your, your grandmother who had comic books in the attic, like that. That's, cool. yeah. Yeah. The, the, those are few and far between at this point. Yeah. Needle, needle in the haystack, you know, it's just really, really, really tough, you know, and they're getting harder and harder to come by. So, um, so, so you mentioned this already and it was kind of one of the things we wanted to talk to you about. So for people who don't already follow at iPhone elite, you can see he's into a lot of different things. He's, uh, he's across the spectrum, but, um, we know you're into Pokemon a lot. And when did you really notice? I know 1999 basically is when these kind of came out, right? They hit the shelves around that year. Yeah, Pokemon originally started in uh, '96 in Japan, uh, maybe yeah, '96. Yeah, um, but they had uh, before it was a trading card game. They already had trading cards of the Pokemon, you know, which predates the trading card game, which is still very valuable. But everyone knows the, the game as the 1999 trading card game where. You would trade and go. I remember going to the Toys R Us events and getting the promos and things like that too. Um, yeah, Pokemon's exploded really, really. You know. And when did you notice that that like the explode? When did the explosion start? So I was an original Pokemon collector. You know, you know, I've had Pokemon collect uh, cards since you know twenty years ago. So um, you know, more so than Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh. But the trend. So. Um, I have to say it was around the same time right now, which is about April, uh, April and May, right, of yeah. last year, where I started noticing like what was going on, um, just in general. Um, and I think it's all really thanks to. I really have to thank you know Logan Paul, and um, he really, really, you know, was very, very good at just being in it, you know, and and just 
being something that's new and fresh. And then he already is a very like a a list celebrity, so he's like perfect to be like, follow me, you know. And I'm collecting Pokemon, and then everyone who was an original Pokemon collector it just kind of <laughs> kept on going and going. And I think in general, just with COVID hitting, the collectible market exploded, but yeah. the card the card market exploded. Right, comics yeah. have always been kind of trending up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Everything has been trending up, 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 up. And we go by the census of, I don't know if you guys know, uh, we go by GPA, GPA yep. analysis. Yeah, we know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're very, they're very but, aware. But I like that. Big, by the, the way, by the way, by the way. Words, coming from somebody who every other day texts me, hey, can you yeah. give me GPA on this book? And I'll have <laughs> <I'm> tattooing. <laughs> um, and two hours because- later, I have to look up 45 books. Yeah, <laughs> I go, I, I'm, yeah I'm, uh, I'm to blame. I use Mike's account. Um, so I actually see, so we have like a whole database of just trending. And if you go from like 2000, 2013, everything is just upward. The only time you see a book really downwards is for example, Thanos is no longer with us anymore. So it was really higher and now he's gone. Like if the character is dead, then, you know, he kind of settles out. Um, but it's just like that and Pokemon and, and baseball cards, basketball cards have been really just upwards like that. So now like April, May of last year. I started like, okay, what to invest in? Because now you have from 99 all the way to 2020 of like how many different sets have came out. So what what to invest in, you know? So for me, I said, you know what? If I'm going to invest in anything, let's stick to the original. Let's stick to the original base, original sets. And uh, long-term, they never can, they, they'll never go down, you know? You know? And they're blue chip, basically. What? They're, they're blue chip, basically. Yeah. Um, so you think that's sustainable though at this point? Like that's uh, still, I, it's pretty crazy. If you, if you're comparing in card market versus comics. I, I think it's very, very. We're, right now, a year later, we're now with the explosion with Logan Paul opening up the first first edition booster box to opening up the second bo- edition booster box. So we're kind of like in a stagnant right now. I feel like Pokemon it has declined a little bit, which most collectibles go back down and then they go back up. But there's not. I don't think there's a lot of a lot of people there is but like compared to sports and comic books i just feel like liquidity liquidity like basically there's a lot more people who spend money in sports and comic books than there are pokemon cards i know that because there's not many people that have the ability to buy something for four hundred thousand dollars versus like okay would you buy a first edition pokemon booster box or would you buy let's say a, a batman one or an <laughs> comics one you know, yeah. most, or most house in a not exactly. New York. <laughs> so, so I really don't, I really do believe that overall the, um, I, and, and it's crazy because and Mike even knows too, I've never thought in my life. And that's the one thing is that I've done more <laughs> bigger, big, bigger deals in Pokemon than I have in the comic industry. But it's because I know everyone in the, in the industry and people have action comics, one on the wall or high grade books that are like over, let's just say, 60,000 or 100,000. Now yeah. I'm holding a booster box that's over $350,000. I, I I have a buddy that I worked with for about good 6 years and started in started his he left my company I worked with to start up his own card company. Yeah. And a, a year ago he sold I guess some lady found she bought a second box of uh of uh the original Pokémon up and she kept it up in a closet. He sold it for three over three hundred thousand dollars, and you may even know him, Yair Rotsman. Um, 
but he it was on a YouTube. He did a whole YouTube videos. They did a box opening of this. Like it was insane to sell a box for over three hundred thousand dollars. It was insane. It's probably and it's, and I will say this too. I mean, I've Mike even says too. Like you don't really act, like for me if you see my profile. You know, I'm building in the process of building a website, but um, I'm in in so many different things. So I don't really use my Instagram as a profile where come and buy something from me and things like that. If you know me, yeah. you engage together. You know, it's not really so much about making money, but it's also about building connections. So for me, and I will tell you, I've never sold a comic book for over three hundred thousand, but I've sold Pokemon cards for for down six figures. It's crazy, it's crazy. and my, my comic collection is insane. But it's like okay, it's gotten to that point, and I guess also because it's also rare, but it's hard to, and that goes into the lines of okay, comic books are rare too. But you can find an X Men one. You can search it. You can find an Action Comics one. You know if you find it right. But it's yeah. just who didn't open the Pokemon box from 1999? Who yeah. didn't play their Mario Brothers Mario Brothers number three right. and not open the Nintendo game and yeah. keep it sealed? <laughs> it must have had to have been like insane. It's, yeah. it's it's crazy to even think like oh I'm gonna open one and hold it so that I think that's the factor that brings the value where it is because it's like it's like pristine you never opened it you never right. you know yeah for the cards and especially like the the video games where like it must have been like you had an extra one and it went in some box like that's all I can ever think of is like but even what I remember when I was a kid if I got an extra one I was like we were returning it immediately and buying a video game I didn't have so exactly, it's exactly. Just like it, it must have been like backstock that never got sold it's it, it really is crazy and the video game market has exploded too just in general but yeah. I, I stand behind comics 100% like you know and finding a comic book and getting it graded and then that also brings into the situation with with grading cards right now. PSA and Beckett are like the leading card, com card companies. And, um, you know, they're overwhelmed. You know, people want to grade their cards. They want to, you know, and then, you know, you know, there's some other side project companies that have come out, like, you know, SGC and uh, GMA and things like that. And then, you know, you got CGC now dabbling into the card market. Yeah. Um, people are like, oh, what, what is the CGC? And I said, I said, this is what CGC has what it takes. Out of, as far as a comic, grading company plus now having a card grading company under the belt i think cgc is like again in the trend up and and in point proven you're a year, year later psa is completely backed up beckett is completely backed up their pricing is outrageous overpriced okay but it still fetches the numbers when you have a graded <laughs> And now and we're on the verge we, of we won't CGC get into what, getting, problems with CGC right now. And, and, I'm, and I'm waiting for things to open up so I can send yeah. some cards. <laughs> CGC oh, is great though, but CG came CGC came out seven dollars, ten dollars a card, and you got your cards back within a month. And people are very, very happy with it. Not knowing, people in the card community are like PSA Beckett, but they don't know CGC. If you are not collecting comics or grading comics, you don't know what CGC really so, is. So what's the price difference right now, like between CGC and Beckett cards? So right now, so at the time, I think it, it moved up. I have someone that grades for me. Uh, it was originally, a, I think, at a high tier list between seven or $10 a card. Now I think they bumped it up between 13 and $15 a card. Um, PSA and Beckett still have that same tier, but your month waiting list is like <laughs> – eight months to a yeah. year it's like way longer right for the same so time. obviously if you don't care but here's a problem now that you're a year later and your cards are still stuck at psa now you got to pay the extra express uh services so then right. 
you know, $25 to $35, the, fast, the more money you spend, the more faster your cards come back. Um, Basically exactly what's going on with CGC and the comic books right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was paying thirty bucks for my PSA cards to get graded. Like, and how long, how long would it take to come back? A, a long time, a really long time. At thirty dollars. Yeah, because I remember I would I would drop them off at New York Comic Con, and it would be months before I see them. So even then, back then, they, their service couldn't like CGC services are pretty good. You know, I mean, in general, in comic books, like drop it off two months later, they're they're ready to go. You know. Oh, you're not getting your comic books back in two months ever again. Yeah. Right so now, right now they're backed up. But they're really that backed up. They're, they're yeah. for comics. They're oh, really they're yeah. Up. I, wow. I, I don't know about cards. They might, they might, yeah, they might be quicker with cards. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're super fast with cards. I, I I have a stack. I'm I just I want to get this out there and send it in, but I don't want to wait months. I don't want to wait months. I, I, I'll tell you, I put I did I dropped off my cards end of December, and we were doing express services with PSA, and uh, we still have the cards um, still there. And when they paid for wow. 55, 50, between fifty and seventy five dollars a cart. Yeah. Are those from the are those from the box breaks you were doing in December? Box breaks, and then at the time, I, what I was doing is it and it's so so crazy because I can look at a raw card and be like, okay, let's I'm gonna get it graded and I'm gonna be able to trade it or sell it later on. Now I'm not buying any raw cards. I'm just buying graded. Yeah. You know, you can look at a comic book and buy it raw. And they'd be like, all right, I'm going to get it graded, and it's off the CGC. Mm -hmm. you know, I'll buy it really cheap off the CGC, because like, I'm, I'm, I'm paying less than what CGC prices are. But now it's like everything, just buy it graded. I don't have to deal with the hassle. I don't have to worry about it. Have you um, have you heard what's, go what, what ha what's going on recently with like Walmart and Target? And, uh, yeah, that that, yeah, I really, I, I, and I think that's also, you know, just in general, it, you know, I liked, I liked it because it, Nowadays, it's hard to just, you know, I'm in the in the in the in the shoe world as well too. It's hard to just they they got rid of like the lining up, you know, yeah. also during the, during COVID, but they make it so that it's fair to everybody. So you you know, if you wait outside Target, they give you a ticket, and then if you know you wait overnight, I, I really give it to the people who really do spend eight hours, nine hours sitting outside and just wait in line to get that box for twenty dollars, and and then they have to sell it for more whatever they need to make money or whatever the case may be so i have a friend of mine who's in vegas and he gets so he gets lucky but he gets so unlucky you know he'll get forward before like after the vendor drops off anything everything and you know then he's takes all the pokemon cards brings it to the register and then the manager stops him and says hey listen you can't you gotta buy one or two you know you gotta keep you know and he's basically arguing with him he's like all right well hold on a second if i go to your vacuum aisle and I buy all your vacuum cleaners, and I sell it on Mercari <laughs> for all. You know, oh, I'm sorry, sir. You know that's different. He's like, no, how is that different? Yeah. You know, because it's a card. And everyone's like flooding, flooding to your store for this. And at the top of, really, it's not even Target. It's actually a third party vendor that brings the the product to the store. So everyone tries to, you know, bombard him and things like that. But he says, I'm going to go buy all your vacuum cleaners, and you're going to have to restock it again. So, you're not going to limit me to how many vacuums I'm going to buy or how much bubble gum I'm going to buy. So it got to the point where now it's like done. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't blame them for, for being done with it at all. Yeah. They're not Absolutely. making money and it's just causing, it's causing chaos and, and, and people are getting upset. And um, I remember just going in the store and just, you know, if you're there early, fine. But then also 
it's like you got to be fair. If all five of us show up and I'm first in line and I'm grabbing all the stuff, right. then yeah. and I'm not sharing with you guys, then there's going to be an argument or fight. Yeah, you know, of course, and, and, which is what happened. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've got two little kids. I've got a, a you know an eight year old and I've got a six year old. And you know, one of the great things we would go to Target, we would go down the aisle, and they'd pick a pack or two, and you know, and it's unfortunately for months we haven't been able to do that because they're big. They love collecting the cards. They don't. They have actually no idea how to play the game. They just collect them. But I, you know, you got to feel bad for these little kids who, who yeah. do that, who have done that. Um, yeah, and it, it sucks. It's the only thing that I, I can't stand about it because there would be times where we just we make a trip to your local, you know, Target, yeah. and at least peruse if there's something there. You pick up the card. Yeah, yeah. It, it, in general, I mean, I thought Pokemon was crazy, but like even the even the hobby boxes, basketball, yeah, boxes, it's crazy. fifteen hundred to. I've seen, I broke boxes for eleven thousand. It's like crazy, and there's only eight cards in there. Wow. Yeah, that's staggeringly stupid. I saw the new those Marvel masterpieces. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get back into those. And then I looked yeah. at the box, and it's like a thousand dollars for a <laughs> box. You get like twelve <laughs> cards. I was like, nah, I'm all right, thanks. And I think it's the gambling factor too. You know, you don't know what you're gonna get. And I think yeah. that opening for your kids is so important. And the joy that you know, me going back in 1999, opening the packs and and getting the card and then putting it in your binder. I see so many, so many adults right now who you know had their binders as 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 kids like oh well i have my binder in the attic right now all right alex <laughs> oh, how much can i get for this Ten thousand? <laughs> you know it's just it's well, insane I, I, basically I, what i did with you and my basketball cards <laughs> i will tell you what i will never forget i think it was a year maybe two years ago like my at the time i think he was six years old like he opened up a pack of hidden fates and he pulled the shiny charizard and like I had no idea what this card was, what, but he knew exactly from YouTube channels. Yeah, and I mean that's a really expensive card, and it's beautiful. He keeps it. We have, I think, it in the safe right now. But like, that was a, such a great moment to know that he pulled this extremely rare or valuable card. Yeah, um, it, it's 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 the it's that it's that factor of what if what's inside, and yeah, and, yeah. and, and it, it brings that joy back. I mean, me myself, it's like, can I should I. I'm going to spend two thousand dollars opening up packs, or I should just buy the Charizard by my by itself. But the right. fact is, you're opening it, and what if you just open that first pack and you get the Charizard instead of spending all that money? It was, and it was one pack he picked. One, and I, it was from a Target, and it was he right. got lucky. That's awesome. It's, it's and great. I think all, even before Logan had really stepped in, there were a lot of YouTube uh, PokeRev, you know, yep. and and and, uh, and Leonhart. He was built up his YouTube channel and opening up packs live and giving that excitement and watching someone opening it live, it gets me excited. It's like gambling, straight up. You're really I've spent I've spent an exorbitant amount of time watching Leonhard open packs. It's it's pretty he's scary. Amazing. He's what's amazing. sick about that? Amazing. What's sick about that is I didn't care about box breaks or pack openings until Alex started doing it. And because <laughs> I follow this moron, I uh <laughs> You know, I watched his lives because I watched all his lives because they're usually insane. So um, he started, he was breaking Pokemon packs and I was just in there. I didn't buy any, like I thought about buying packs, but I have no interest in Pokemon cards. But yeah. just, I just wanted to buy them just because it was fun just watching him it open packs and seeing what yeah. these, it's like, really, I completely see the, the, you know, the desire. Completely. Yeah, it's com it's weirdly gratifying to see other people like get a Charizard. It's amazing. Like, and then that, that just makes you... You know, but then it's un it's unsatisfying when you open up a thousand packs and you don't hit. Oh, the you chart. get nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, then you have a bunch of base cards. <laughs> then I have to have my assistant organize all the energies. With <laughs> it. 
it's a it's a freaking nightmare. It's and then now you have all this bulk and all this paper, you know. Right. You should see the bedroom. <laughs> it's crazy. You know? And I, I'm a I'm a big non sports card uh, collector. I like I love it, but I can never get to the moment of doing a box open because I want to open it up right away. Yeah. I'm one of those guys. In a, you know, it's fun. You know, let me let me ask you a question. So. A lot of the sports cards you get. Have you run into any issues where you know I ran into an issue a couple months ago, and it really, it, it really made me think about buying cards where I took a step back. Yeah. Um, so you know, I started getting into these like uh, historical cards. You know, like you can pull like you know an Abraham Lincoln autograph. Yeah. I, I love the. I'm a big history guy, and I love history. Mm, that's good. Um, so there was a cards that came out, and I bought two boxes and there was one card in each box and i bought them from an online real reseller and when i got the box i opened both i opened one box up i was like oh this is cool it's a one of one it's great it's you know one of one it's listed one of one it was a stamp and a coin it was pretty cool to me you know open up the second box and it was the exact same card wow one of one the exact double i mean i have it here still it's what? i swear to god and you know, I sent the company an email, and they're like, "Hey, can you send that back to us for training purposes? It was a mistake on our end." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was the you know, the, that's what that's what these are. Oh wow. And um, see, the yeah. correct thing to have done was not to put that on a podcast, sell that, and keep the other one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, they're not worth anything. I don't think. But you know, it's it. So okay, so they're, they're the greatest slabs inside. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not graded. Oh, okay. But like, there's that. Uh, one of one, which says right here. Yeah. Wow. Never there's seen the other one. Same exact card and everything else. Everything exact on him. So, I mean, have you seen? Has no, this, have you I, I haven't. It's funny because, I, you know, I talk to my dad all the time and he goes, and I tell him, like dad, it's it's a one out of one. He's like, how do you know it's a one out of one? You know, <laughs> that it's not been printed and it's just sitting in a warehouse, just you know, just collecting dust and waiting for that right, you know, right, you know, time to come, you know, come to public. But but it's it supposed to be when it's one out of one or one out of five. They they really in the in the sports collectible market is always like that's what they go by, you know, in the sense. Yeah. Of, and this 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 like I started collecting less ever since this because it's just like you know what else is out there you know because i again uh, i've got a lot of sports cards and you yeah. know you see you see these you know you know mike trout autograph cards one of one but is yeah. it really one of one i mean i know something a card like that it will get out that you know there might be multiples but and i mean that's why we i don't have anything like that created right now but you know i started um uh, that's why you can scan the card they can tell you the population of how many of those cards were graded and uh you know um it's hard too because I, I just had a I had a football card, um, a Justin Herbert card, and it was a buddy of mine's who just got it graded, and it was a pop population too. So it was, there's only two cards, so there's none sold online, and um, there's none listed online. So how do you kind of value it? Uh, yeah. But I tell you, I just had a card show this past weekend in uh, Wayne Wayne Card Show. So it's like one of the first card shows I, sh I set up. Just, just get involved. But I was showing that card around to the dealers, and they're a little skeptical to purchase it because they don't know how to price it. And it's like right. one, it's like kind of like population two, not one out of one, but just in general. I have it graded. It's not raw. What can you give me for? It? What can I? What can I do? You know, trade value wise, and 
it's hard to sell something that's like, okay, it's one out of one. Okay. But then you got to find the person that's willing to also right. purchase it, right. come to the table and really purchase it. You know, that's, yeah. It's funny because you know I was trading blows with this company, like emails back and forth, and I was I was pissed, like you know. And then they ended up sending me a card, like, "Hey, we'll send you this if you send these two back." And they just sent me the card. It's it's an autograph. Anthony Quinn is a big actor, old, but again, it's one of one. And I'm you know, I got this in the mail, going, "Is it really?" <laughs> yeah, the same the same company burns you twice. <laughs> like, and that's like it, that's again that's sport collectible. So. Um, Pokemon is not numbered. It's not one out of one, you know? Um, so when you see this, and I started dabbling to the sport collectible market because everyone said, move away from Pokemon, go to sports. And I'm, I'm not avidly into sports, but, you know, I, I'll dabble and see, but I like that factor when you open up that box and be like, okay, I can hit a Mike Trout one out of one or whatever the case may be, or it's a purple prism or it's a pink prism. And, you know, it's it, it, there's only five made or whatever the case may be. And it, 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 it trying to basically make it so that, okay, I'm one of the five people in this world. I have a card here that I just purchased. It's uh, Kobe Kobe Bryant, and it's a game-worn game signed auto, wow. and it's out of 40, 40, 43 out of 49. Okay. Wow. So it's supposed to be 49 of these, you know? You know, I'm not really sure, but it's it's printed on the card. It says it on the <laughs> I guess you can well, never know for sure, really. But, you never yeah. really know for sure. I just think it's cards they really explode. I know people who I I wasn't doing cards. Yeah. Let, let me ask you. You brought up the fact that you know the Pokemon cards are not uh, numbered or anything like that. So like like the hidden fates of shiny Charizard. Like, is there a number of how many that are out there? Do they do they list like how many do they print of these to put out? Because it is a rare card, it's worth a lot of it's money. Rare, it's rare, but it, it, it's it's because it's depending on how many. I don't really know the exact um how how like I've hit I hit, I've hit that czar before by opening up a case. So you like for example, um, it's uh hidden fate elite trainer boxes. Usually, I, I want to say that, but it's not guaranteed. But I I think that it is right. You have ten boxes per sealed case. Right. Within that sealed case that you purchase from the distributor to be able to distribute it to you know your local customers. It's like probably one per box, right? That's mm -hmm. normally how how I don't know if you guys do Funko, but it's like for every six Funko you purchase, right? You get one chase, right? Whatever the case may be. But they, the, I guess, the harder the hit, the more valuable it is. But I noticed that once people start hitting the Charizard, then the values really starts to diminish. Right. Down. So yeah. there isn't like a number um, on that. The only thing we can go by is like population. Um, I think there's a scan of how many are in the census at a PSA one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's how they track it. So, but that doesn't that doesn't mean how many Charizards were printed because you can have your Charizard right now and it's not graded. So, how do I know that you have the Charizard? Right, right, right. right. So. Interesting. So, I want to go back to something you kind of mentioned earlier. So, you did have a booster box, right? Yeah. Originally, how how do you get that get one of those in your hands? <laughs> so we had um, a collector. Well, actually, someone who had purchased the the box. I actually he purchased it a long time ago, like maybe seven or eight years ago, and okay. he he bought that. And he's a uh, undisclosed, but you know he was actually a, a comic collector. Okay. He just on a whim was like, I'm gonna just buy these boxes. I'm just see how it goes. So to find that and then have it be brokered like, okay, what do you want to do with it? Okay, I want to cash out and then I want to be able to, 
you know, but then that's the biggest problem that I mostly had. So me and my partner, we have to come, we have to investigate it, and we have to make sure that the box is legit real. You have to make sure because you that's the biggest problem, right? It's not graded by CGC, it's not graded by PSA. So how do right. you authenticate it? And um one of the one of the things that I it helped me was watching Logan break. And I'll tell you one thing. When you're holding the box, the wrap is is uh you know, kind of like loose, but it's again, it's you're spending over three, three hundred thousand dollars for a box, and and if you break it open and the contents inside are fake, you're you're absolutely. I called Mike too. I was like stressed out about it because I was like, oh, <laughs> I want to buy it. I want it to go to a good home. All right, I would like to make money in between, but it's like he I don't want not call me to buy the box. That was. Not <laughs> <it>. that was <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be responsible. Um. And then holding it the way it, it feels and the way the, the cards are crimped in the back. Like there's so many different things. And it, it's a very, very disconcerting uh, feeling, right? So then I was like, all right, you know what? You know, can we can we buy the box? And then do we have an option to open it? Well, there was an option to open it. And the buyer we, we says, okay, listen, I'll sell it to you and you can open it. If the contents are real, you pay me. If the contents are fake, I take the, I take the loss. But again, even if they are real, now you lose the, int the, right. the, of the, the box, integrity right? of the box. So I'm not Logan who's being able to sell each pack for ten or 15000 So, yes, there was worth a lot of money, and and it's all there. But now that I just opened the box, and now I, I have an unsealed Mario Brothers cartridge now that's the cellophane's ripped off. And then I can't just go to, to anywhere and just reseal it myself, right? right? So that's like the biggest, biggest question. So um, long story short, we, I had to bring in like three – you know, three experts, the pictures, videos, feeling it, holding it. You know, it's a very, very scary, scary feeling of, of making sure that the guy is comfortable purchasing it and then writing a disclosed agreement like, hey, listen, this is as far as where it goes. You're taking it as is. Lawyer has to be written down. Contract has to be written up. Like just to be so everyone is protected and knowing what you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, what you're getting it yourself into. Did you, you did you weigh the packs too and all that? Can't can't weigh the packs. Can't, open, the can't open the cellophane. Oh, I, it's I, actually okay. yeah. yeah, it's but actually funny. But, but going forward, yes, you can weigh the yeah. pack, right? Because yeah. when you open a box and it's thirty six packs, it's yeah. usually twelve um twelve holographics. There's only twelve hollows in the in the box itself. So out of the thirty six packs you get, only twelve of them are heavy packs. So a lot of the packs will be over twenty one grams. Mm -hmm. The rest will be under 20 grams so you can literally open up a box take out the 12 and then you know you know that the hologram holograms are in this 12 packs and then the rest are all base they, they consider them light packs basically yeah that's you know? crazy that's actually that's actually kind of funny because i was when i was talking to one of the guys i work with because he watched Log all logan paul stuff he's big on all the cards and he's big on all the coins and stuff but he uh he was talking to me about that and I kept telling him, I was like, I really don't kind of understand at some point why people are paying so much crazy money for each of these packs. At some point, you're like, he he's buying these boxes. Once you open the box, you're pretty much just gambling at that point. You're gambling yeah. 15 grand on a pack. If you get a Charizard, it's not gonna, it's not necessarily gonna be a $350,000 card. If it grades a nine instead of a ten. Well, I, I I will tell you this: before the the box being, you know, reaching the numbers of 300,000, the box was. 
Um, we got a PSA 10 Charizards were about 50,000. PSA 9 Charizards were about uh, 25,000. So I was really looking at the market like that. And then a booster box um, is about 100 to 150,000 before yeah. the market exploded. So even if you got the Charizard in the box and got it graded, all the hollows, you still make money. Now, while everything was kind of trending up, at, at one point it was okay, I can buy a booster box and I can open it and I can still make my money if I hit the Charizard because I can get it graded at 9 or 10. I'll be able to get my money back and then I still have money left over. But then while the Charizard PSA 10 and the booster box was going up at the same time, it was like, all right, now I'm going to spend $300,000 for a PSA 10 Charizard or am I going to spend $300,000 for a first edition booster box, which is yeah. not guaranteed that you can have a Charizard inside. No, so, but it's uh, not guaranteed. Even if the Charizard is never touched, that's going to get a ten because if it's off center, it's all screwed. Right? Screwed. If yeah, it does. So it's, it, all, it, it's all great. It's all it's 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 completely like really like that's why. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a real gamble. <laughs> a real gamble, hundred percent. And what's the drop off to a nine now on a PSA? So I had a nine, and you know, a year later, I had purchased a nine, thinking that okay, I got to get in the first edition booster uh, uh Charizard 9. You know, if the, the Charizard 10 is supposed to be like 350, then the mix 9 is supposed to be like a 100. It's right? like a 9896 situation. Yes. But the the population is so much higher in the 9 than it, than the 10. So that's why the 9 isn't fetching more than like 50 or maybe or something like that. Yeah, that's an enormous drop off. Wow. Enormous enormous drop off. Crazy. But I mean, nine six Hulk one eighty ones versus nine eight Hulk one eighty ones. Yeah, it's a thirty. You know, it's thirty thousand dollar difference now, but that's still not two three hundred and twenty thousand dollar difference. <laughs> like that's not close. Like they, they're not. You know, like that's yeah. a three hundred thousand dollar difference. It's it's six times as much. But that's what I mean. Like you're you're almost better at this point. Why break the box if you're not going to make a million dollars? Like I'm if you're I'm Logan not. Paul, you can you can sell each pack for thirty thousand dollars and make a million dollars. You know, make back five hundred thousand dollars. It's worth it. But otherwise, it's like, it's, why break the box? One of the biggest things was when I when I held the box. I, I mean, I don't have a box, but I would hold the box like this, like the, the booster box. And if you shifted it to the left, you would feel something like slide over. And you shift it over, right? And it's and it's sealed, right? And you're like, what the fuck is sliding over? Right? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, is it real? Is it not real? So, and I kept on going over and over again. And it's funny because back in the day in '99, you know. It, it's it's literally um, 30, 36 packs, right? So you have uh, you have eighteen packs on one side of the box, and you have eighteen packs on one side of the box, right? So they're like like this, yeah, and awesome. it's crazy. You know, you bring up the Logan Paul break, you know, and he was breaking the first box. It's so it's so interesting. But as soon as he opened the box, the first pack, it's it's not eighteen here, eighteen here. Uh, There's one on top. It slid. Yeah. It was right directly in the middle. Yep. So. By it being directly after he opened it, direct, direct, directly in the middle, helped um, verify the box even more to know that okay, it can be sliding back and forth. It's not uh, that you yeah. know, yeah. and it's right there. If you guys go back to the first box break video, you see the first pack, the Venusaur pack, is right dead center in the middle of the box. Interesting. That's funny. No, <laughs> you know, when '99 things weren't as sealed as yeah, as they are in 2020. You know, 2021, basically. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, That's no crazy. Thing. All right. Well, let's move into something else yeah. now. Let's go. So how many things do you like to collect 
versus mm. flipping now. You know, you, you told us a lot about the cards and the selling. What do you like to keep in your personal collection? Uh, so it's hard to, you know, I, I buy what I like, but comics is always something that I always will collect. Um, I don't really set up at shows, but I like to trade and I trade with Mike a lot too. So usually he, he, if I don't have something, I'll trade with him or upgrade and things like that. But comics too, collecting. I mean, I have a little bit of everything and it's hard. Um, I have comics. I do Funko. You know, I have cards. You know, I do shoes. You know, um, and I keep myself active and busy and I'm not just into one thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that's a good thing because I'm all over the place. But I, I mean, you're a hustler. You, you, you hustle. You got a lot of things going on at once, right? I 100% always have something going on at all, always at once. But I guess I'm also afraid that, like, if, if cards don't work out, I have comic books. If, if shoes don't work out, I have that. So I'm always uh, educating myself as far as, you know, what is trending, what's not trending, um, and trying to keep myself afloat. But if you ask me, like, uh, now, like, crypto, right, and stocks, whatever the case may be. So at the end of the day, am I, am I doing this to, like, make a living? No. But... I genuinely, I'm just, like I said, you know, like who's to say that the Abraham Lincoln card that you have can't be something else. It started from, from nothing. Right. You just have to just pick and choose. And that goes even deeper with, I don't, um, with comics. Like when the guardians of the galaxy and all that showed up, I would, and I still have to do this for like phase five and phase six. I literally sat in a room for 24, eight, 48 hours. And what I did was I wrote down all the first appearances of all the books and I also wrote where are they going to lie going forward to the future. Is Thanos going to come in? You know, now we have, you know, Thanos is gone. Now where are we going to be with the X-Men? So I was like literally pinpointing, literally jotting down notes of where I can invest into a comic book that nobody, like that the book is $4. Where are we going to be today? I bought Miles Morales books for three ninety nine each, multiple copies. Oh, yeah. I remember you picking up. We, we were in a Garden State Con or whatever the one at the Meadowlands was, and you were just picking up Kamala Khan's like crazy oh, no. five, five we, ten bucks. And and then just where where is Kevin Feige going to do next? So I'm like constantly really up and up. Um, Kamala Khan, you know, is great. You know, Miss Marvel number one, and it was a nothing book. Young Avengers was another book after Endgame. I said to myself, where are they going to be? What are they going to do? You already have Kate. Uh, Kate Bishop, you know, young, you know, as a young Hawkeye. You have Cassie Lang, you know, uh, Scott Lang's uh, daughter, being in the, for the Young Avengers. So I said, all right, let's buy Young Avenger books. And now look, Young Young Avenger number ones were two, three hundred dollars, nine eights, and now they're sixteen hundred to eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> just, just for me, just do. And and if you ask me, am I selling? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's Matt, the first time Alex has ever thrown a, in, thrown a price off the top. Of I, I, I like Matt. I like Elite Comics because you guys have a page where you have a source of all the hot hottest books on your profile, and like you know what, put a book out there, sell it. You make you you make your commission or whatever the case may be, and then you know the person's happy. And it's just it's just a long list of all these good good books to buy, and it's from turtles to anything. And that's one of the reasons why I, I, I like you guys because you know, I have a, such a broad range of everything and a lot of high grades and you could just purchase things like that too. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I guess, fine, you know, we can, I can buy and I can kind of sell with you guys and things like that, but I'm kind of still waiting. I'm not in a, it's, is it a right time to sell Young Avengers right now? I don't think so. 
No. That's the question for every book right now, though, right? <laughs> but my yeah. the the way I look at it is, I think the perfect time to sell that stuff is once you see a trailer. That's exactly not, not the movie. Once the trailer, that's the time. That's it. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I thought that too with Amazing Spider-Man 129 when I saw the trailer for Netflix and things like that, and I sold my nine two for a thousand dollars. You know, yeah. you know, and I'm and I'm like, okay, I think I'm safe. Okay, then they go into season two, and now today it's like, what? what the heck is going on like you know i, I think covid really just put a, yeah anything like that, nobody could anything, predict that not even collectibles anything that people want i mean just look at the housing market if you're selling people want it like anything that people desire to buy is hot uh, you know i don't what, i don't think it was covid i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now i don't i think part of it was covid and stimulus and all this stuff but i think a lot of people make a lot of money off this crypto and people made a ton of money in the last few months on crypto really and they yeah. are just throwing that money around like crazy but you also got to remember they're also throwing that money around in this in, in this market because yeah. well, that's what I'm saying, a, they can't travel they can't they couldn't go to bars or restaurants stuff like that so there's saying. not a lot of like you know luxurious other things to spend your money on so people I, are, I would imagine that a lot of like nerdy people and geeky type people were into crypto fairly early. And if oh, they're sure. going to make, you give a bunch of nerds, a bunch of money. We're I guarantee you a lot of people, like, <laughs> a lot of people are into crypto are also into comic books. I, yeah, I exactly. I, like that money's going right there. I think yeah. the one biggest thing is, is that I, I, I forgot to mention or what I saw is that now that we're older, I think one of the biggest things is, is that, okay, you know what? I didn't have, a, I didn't have many Charizards or I didn't have, you know, uh, I mean, I didn't have a lot of X Men ones, so you're buying back like your nostalgia, right? You know what what that specific card means to you, what that specific comic means to you. You know, picking it off at the comic book store when you were ten or eleven years old. So all these older people who have families and they already have the house, they already have the kids. What do they spend their money on right now? Right? You nailed, you nailed it right there. I think. Yeah. And that's the thing too. We've talked about nostalgia, and every year you got to remember these people are getting older. I mean, that also contributed to the comic, uh, to the Pokemon thing. You know, how old are the people now who collected Pokemon in 1999? They're about, you know, they've gotten that job. They have the family now. They're like, all right, well, I can't go out and spend my money and get drunk all the time. So I'm going to sit at home and buy the stuff that I used to like. So. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Yeah. And we got the internet now. You can get whatever you want. I actually just got a whole bunch of Marvel cards. I traded for a tattoo. It was great. <laughs> I sent That's pictures funny. to Alex. <laughs> That's funny because your Pokemon <laughs> cards is, is like my Star Wars figures from 77, you know? There like you go, but Star I Wars collected those. And, you know, I'm start I because I don't have them anymore. So I've been buying them up if yeah. I get them for a right price. And Star Wars right now is very, it's a very. It, oh, it's can't even touch it. You, and I, I know someone who, who, who well, I, one of my good friends, um, I don't know if you guys saw the Pawn Stars uh, bit where he comes on, he tries to sell the Boba Fett, rocket firing Boba Fett. Yeah. Is that Steve? Steve? Not Steve. His name is no. Paul. Paul? Anyway, long story short, my friend Paul, you know, is one of the one of the owners that owns it, who only carded Boba Fett. And I saw his collection and oh. like, my God, he is like original 12 back you know 12 backs like like crazy prototypes it's like wow like you think like you had to have it's it's also niche because people in the star wars community my friend just one of my friends had to vouch for the other friend because it's kind of like they're, they're trading amongst each other but they're not selling to make a profit or make money and if you sell then you kind of get booted out because it's like you're not supposed to be doing things like that it's supposed to be in the 
the, the, the um within the community or not the community but just in the the whatever how many people are in the members members member in the group you know right and that's another thing like that's something you're buying a store and you rip that stuff open to play with it you don't keep it in a package you played with it oh I know uh, I know a sick individual who bought uh two two of every single Thundercats and oh my god like, he was given well Jared you know Jared Jared um yeah yeah. He uh he was given money to buy four Thundercats for the first series. I think it was four figures, and his dad right. gave him money to buy all four of them. And instead of buying f- all four different ones, he bought two Lionos and two Mumras, and just <laughs> opened one and threw and put the other ones in the attic and never opened them again. He was eight years old, or not even. He, he's three years older than me. He's so he's he was like a child and right. knew like not to do it. It was crazy. You can't collect everything. I think it's like you got to pick it's a choice. Yeah. At this point, it's like yeah. hey. I love to collect Star Wars, but it's like, okay, the right place, right time, you know, and that's how I feel about Pokemon cards. It's just, and I, you know, I don't have the love for it either. Like, you know, I watched the show a little bit as a kid, but you know, I never got to, I felt like I was a little too old to get into the cards. Like I just had gotten out of basketball cards. So it was just like, I was, I was kind of done with cards at that point. Like my nineties collection, I just wound up going to Royal and making a deal. Like I had like 15, 20 Kobe rookie cards. I mean, like really huge ones and they weren't like, you know, graded or anything or super high end, but you know, it was, but I think also the biggest thing is is that where you are financially as how you feel comfortable, like what – like, okay, did you need to sell – like, okay, I, you ask me. You, you you do basketball cards. I don't, right? But I'm in I'm, I'm into Zion Williams. I'm into Luca. You know, Kobe. I, I don't I don't own a lot of Kobe. I literally own yeah. one rookie and the side auto. And yeah. you probably have so many. Why did I buy this? Because, okay, Jordan's going to introduce him to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay, so it's an investment. I take that money, buy more comics. You know, or something yep, like exactly. That. I'm in it right now. But like, like I said, you probably are good. You got rid of them. You don't have to get them graded. You know, yep. you take a, a slight loss. You're, 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 you're. Now you're free of it. Like you know, you're, yep. you're not hoarding it anymore because it's like Kobe exactly. rookies, and then you can and, and now someone else can enjoy it. The same exactly. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think. I, I, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say I think out of all the stuff that Alex collects, I think the only thing that you're really like super passionate about is is comics. Like you get yeah. real passionate about your books, and like when you sell stuff, you lament on it for years. Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> um, we'll still we'll still occasionally yeah we'll still occasionally talk about. It. He's like I should not have sold that. Um, and, like, <laughs> like there's, gets, certain, there's certain books that when if me and Mike were digging or whatever, and I didn't buy that Batman Adventures twelve for nine six for. Three hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like after years of combine, like I'll find another one, I'll I'll get it back, and then it's like it's trickling up, trickling up. So then when I finally acquire that nine six Batman Adventures twelve, it's like okay, I'm keeping it because I'm the. It cost me too much. And you hurt me. I didn't buy it for three hundred, and now I'm suffering that I had to pay nine hundred to a thousand dollars for this book right now. So now I have a little bit, somewhat of an attachment because did I make the right yeah. choice? Yeah. But it's it's definitely easier to sell something when you paid very little for it and you're just yes. like I can make 20 times what I paid. Uh it doesn't yeah, seem too bad. Like it's, I'm a little more likely to get rid of it, but if you paid up for something, you just like ah, what when is it worth it? It's, so, kind of like the last thing I wanted to ask you is in all of these markets, do you think any of them are going to dry up? And if so, which one do you think is going to be the first to do it? Dry up in the sense of like like, well, not really necessarily 
I guess, crash, but like really like the market just kind take of a nose, take a dive. takes a nosedive. Yeah. I think the card market is taking a dive. Yeah. There's too much cards. The amount of cards, what basketball, football, like in the card, mm -hmm. you guys go to the, go to the wing card show in the, in the next you know few months that come up and just take a look. I was like one of the few people that had a decent selection of Pokemon, but everything else is sports, you know, basketball, football, and people have been collecting cards for many, yeah. many years. Yeah. And I've seen comic conventions, and you walk around the room, there's not that many people like. Maybe now, but there's not that many people. When I saw it, they had maybe one X-Men, one on the wall, you know, maybe a couple, you know, things like that. You know, it, it, it's it, – I, I think the cards, like I kind of stepped step back from breaking. I like to break for fun, to mm -hmm. look for that, that Charizard. But as far as that goes, I, I'm, I'm noticing that maybe it's because basketball season is kind of not in right now and it's baseball, right? And then, you know, then, then that goes back down and then it goes into football, right? So – so my Luka Doncic one out of one now is worth crap because you know he broke a wrist or an ankle. You know, yeah. Charizard can't crazy, yeah. Charizard can't break his arms or. or <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so people say that all the time too. But Unless yeah, they write him that way in the show. <laughs> are they still running cartoons? I, I have no idea. They are yeah. Netflix. Yeah, they, are. they are right. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I always, I always figured that the card market it, it i mean it fluctuates so much and i mean it was it was dying Before. just a couple of years oh, ago it, it, yeah it was like dead it was in the early dead. 2000s you know because I, I i still have my 40 50 000, uh 40 50 000 cards from baseball when i collected from you know from 73 72 73 till 80 to the 80s like i've got those cards still and some you know later but you know, back in the I think early '90s, I I started noticing that a lot of that was just took a nosedive, and I think only recently, within the last year, maybe two, it started going uptick. And I, yeah, I, I don't see it lasting long. I'm I'm shocked it's lasted this long. I, I'm, I'm I'm a little worried, a little bit. I'm you know I see it. I watch Pokemon, and it's and it's and again, there's not that many people that. I mean, people are buying back the nostalgia, but. It, if since Comic Con, you see all. I mean, there's so many dealers, right? It, and even even Matt, you know, too. Just in general, just how many people I can count on my hands that would would spend millions of dollars just on comic books alone, just to get yeah. the original. You know, like I don't know anyone. I, my my hands that are that are that liquid. That's the thing with those more expensive books like that. Like you think of them as good invest investments because they're the big ones and they're always going to be worth a lot of money. But the more you pay for a book. Yeah, yeah. the more you minimize your resale value because there's yeah. less and less people that you can resell it to. Yeah. So that's the thing you have to consider too if you're really getting into huge stuff, you know? Like that $25,000 book that you bought, you're not going to sell it as quick as you are that $800 book. Yeah. Yeah. No, we that's we talked about that I think before we started. Really was like we're pricing out. Like the 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 price almost has to drop at some point because at some point no one buys it. It's like a book can go up to a hundred grand and be a hundred thousand dollars, but if no one's buying it for a hundred grand, then it might go down to ninety because someone might want to get rid of it, and then it goes down to eighty-five because no one's buying it ninety. And it's like at some point you price out of it, and it's like mm -hmm. there's enough of like we were talking about Hulk one eighty-one. I think was a good example because there are so many of them, and there's a decent yeah. amount of nine eights out there. It's not like they're impossible to find; they're out there. Yeah. But with like, a, it's not a Batman one. It's not a Tech twenty-seven or an Action yeah. one. 
there's not that many action ones. There's not that many tech 27s. So when they come up, you have to, you have to buy them for whatever they're asking. Cause when are you ever going to get the opportunity again? But right. there will be another Hulk one, eight, one, nine, eight, eventually. Yeah. It'll come up if you, you know, and I think it's also, you know, that book better than anyone else. And I've sold you some of the past too, and not to realize that where the Hulk one, excuse me, where the Hulk 181 lies today. And it's like, you know, it's like you, of course you would like to own it, right? Do we want to own it for the fact of the matter is that it is valuable or do you want to own it for the fact of the matter is, is that you could have bought it cheaper and now that it's unreachable and now that it's unreachable and not that it's not unreachable, but it's like a lot, it's 10 X more money than when you originally had the opportunity to buy it before. And I think that's also what motivates it too, right? It drives you like, man, like, I could have bought this when it was like ten thousand, right? Yeah. I think nine eights were were ten thousand, right, or twelve thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. In two thousand thirteen, yeah. And you had to like the book so much to have purchased it at that time to have held it up to this point. Um, another another thing that I I definitely stand behind is the fact is that DC Marvel, you know, we got all the movies and the Netflix shows and everything is derivative from these comic books yeah. and billions of dollars of business, you know. To, to be where we are today with Disney Plus, Loki, all these shows. So do I see the card market going down? Yes. Do I see comics still trending up? Is all the all the shows and what we watch right now trending from comic books? Yeah, true. You know, 100%. Everything we consume. Every, almost everything we consume. I just, and, I yeah, it's crazy. And, and I think what you were saying earlier too, like, you know, how many people you can count on your hands, you know, will buy like a crazy Pokemon card compared to, how many people may buy, you know, a crazy comic book? I think there's there's probably more people because it reaches a bigger market. Into the yeah. same thing with sports. Sports reaches an even bigger market. So that's why, you know, you have so many more basketball or whatever fans than you have, you know, comic book fans. It's, you know, the bigger your market is, the the more people that you're going to have interested in it. The, the hardest thing is being able to sell it properly and be able to do good business. And, you know, and then again, Elite Comics is – is great just in general just to feed the feed the public and 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 bring all those dealers together and within within the pandemic and then you know like wow like hey you know you can do live claim sales and it's great and and it's awesome you know i'd love to do i i was thinking about it maybe maybe, maybe my mike should do a live claim sale and do that because it's just the passion of being able to just <laughs> i'm not selling anything i'm not selling anything. <laughs> <laughs> they know this. you know you know we you. did it before <laughs> Before Matt got involved with it, you know, we kind of got in involved with Elite um, very early, and we did a couple with them. And you know, we we have some good books, but I I think you guys have some incredible stuff. But it was it was just fun. It was you know we, we so did, had fun. a great. It's such a rush too to have like be in this like virtual room with people who like love the same stuff. It's just I mean that's why we originally got into this. You know, we walked into yeah. a comic book shop and you you finally have like five other people who speak the same language as you do. It's, it's just like, yeah. it, it's I, just I went, you like a high being around like other people who are like you, I guess. <laughs> I, w I went to pick up a book that I bought from Gus I think you know I'm Gus at Silver Age Comics. Yeah, Gus love Gus. He was we were talking I was talking to him for a while and he said he said it so well. He was like it's like being at New York Comic Con and having 150 people at your booth. Exactly. Yeah. Same, yeah, and all making jokes and all having like yep. the same mentality. And it's like, like it's all the so focus fun. is just on you, everybody there. It's true. And in real time, you can actually yeah. buy it in real time, and then you, yeah. from the comfort of your own home, just send the send the money, PayPal, and then it gets shipped to you. It's so your, easy, yeah. It's so easy. So I mean, Comic Con, you know, you guys. I mean, did you guys attend? Did you guys go and everything? We go, like, we we go, go, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
but I mean, we've never we've never done like a vendor. I mean, we we flirted with the idea, but it's just for us, it's not really worth it. I mean, it's you have to have incredible books. I mean, the price to get, I mean, you're looking at like ten thousand for like just a decent sized booth. Yeah. I mean, and then you know you have to pay people to do it. You have to rent stuff to like, like you know, display your books. I mean, how much money? You know, you, people people like, oh yeah, you know, I walked away with like thirty grand, but like, how much did you pay for that stuff that you brought that you sold? I was like, did you maybe walk away with five thousand in profit at the end of the day? It's yeah. It's so that's crazy. actually that's actually kind of an interesting point. What does does the these do the the live sales start killing that com that convention market a little bit, or at least lowering the cost to, to get a booth. Because who's going to spend ten thousand dollars for a booth? That it's going to be. I don't think it's going to eliminate it because people still like the going to an event thing. That's always no, going to be. I, I don't think the the con will yeah. be gone, but like, at what point do they lower their booth? prices because the why, vendors you like, why am i going to do this if i could just do yeah it i could just go on elite comics for yeah. zero dollars and they'll exactly. take their percentage it's far less than the yeah. I, why invest whatever they're going to pay 100 percent. i could make I, I 30 think, grand on elite and yeah. you know they'll take their percentage it's not 10 yeah. grand you know i think that the the bigger markets like you know the new york comic cons and the san diego they're not going to change i mean they're always going to be the same thing because they're going to draw that huge market uh in huge amount of people no matter yeah. what I think the smaller conventions, you know, you may see a change. I personally, so I love the live stuff, but you really, you're really taking a gamble too, because especially if you're buying something raw, you can't see it. Like, so oh, yeah. even with like a graded, like to really get a good look at it, like, you know, you got the screen, you got the words up. So it's tough. It is a little tough. Even when you're buying something with a ton of pictures, you might miss something that you would yeah. see in, in person. And that's been I the think, issue with eBay for years. You know? Yeah. You oh, really oh, yeah. So, you know, I kind of step back after a while and it's just like, you know, like, you know, I've gotten a couple things where like, oh, I missed that or I missed this. And I was just like, you know, like I kind of slowed down in the beginning. I was like buying like crazy. But now I'm just like, you know, here and there I'll pick something up. But I, I really want to get back into like seeing it in person, knowing exactly what I'm getting, you know, before I buy it. I think it's good. They're going to augment each other. going forward. Yeah, I, I don't think either are going to go away. I mean, this yeah. is here to stay. I mean, it's no. just going to be in addition. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I just figured that that might have an effect on the on the cost of that booth. It may, like, yeah. It, they, it they might, might I think it might have it, a slight effect on that. I I mean I I there's not many shows that I would set up, but you know I do I you know I do I was doing Funko heavy pretty heavy, and Funko's could because you know uh, there's a lot of you can get the Funko of the pop, and then you meet the celebrity, and they can sign the Funko, and you actually have a signed memorabilia figure versus a, a piece of paper that just says you know this the the celebrities you know, photo or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, That's why I always did comics. Like I, I would get in the beginning, I was like, why would I get their photo signed when I can like bring like, like, you know, I, I was getting a bunch of these major stars. Like, you know, I, I had like Sebastian Stan f sign like the first winter right. soldier and oh, Anthony right. Mackie sign, um, yeah. you know, his first book I was like, I might as well have. And uh, I feel like a ton of people weren't doing that. Like, you know, no. there are some, but like, you know, people weren't getting, I was like, these are like the people who are making this character famous. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're related to it. So, you know, I did well with selling some of those early on. But That's great. That's great. I mean, I set up um, – I, I like setting up a New York Comic Con because of the amount of people. Um, I was saying – was it two years or so? But I was set up not in the comic section, but I was set up – just having a booth at New York Comic Con. Yeah. If you're going to set up at any show, New York Comic Con or San Diego is the best because it's so many people. This is not like a yeah. local New Jersey comic book show. This of is course, yeah. millions of people showing up. So if you can't make money during during Comic Con, then, you know, like this is it. Like this yeah. is the, the – You're doing something wrong. <laughs> 
this is the all and be all. Like I've seen people who have done shows every other weekend, and it's funny because one of my good uh, uh, friends, uh, Undiscovered Realm, who's basically one of the largest bunker distributors in the East Coast, he used to do shows left and right every other weekend, Florida, whatever the case may be. And now he isn't doing any shows since pandemic, and he's like, this is great. Like I'm doing online. I don't think I ever want to do a show again. Yeah. I don't have to bust my ass. I don't have to yeah. drive eight hours. Exploding! I don't have to hit a deer on the way, which he did. Yeah. He did. He did hit a deer, you know, a couple times. Uh, you know, traveling and setting up is the worst. I hate doing that. Yeah, and that's what and that's why I'm saying, Mike. Like, there's a lot of books that maybe you want to keep, but like the fact is that you and I can set up in literally oh, it's just a blank office space, and we just go live with Elite Comics, right? And we just yeah. like, hey, here you go, and then we just pack and ship. Why do I have to load my car up and then go to the show and then set up? And it's a, I hate it. I hate setting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would no. I would never do that. I would, I couldn't yeah. deal with the show thing. I just I would only a, just you do, you do you do a tattoo convention. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Like go, going to tattoo conventions is a nightmare. I don't even want to get into that. That's that was a whole nightmare. I stopped doing them three years ago or something like that. I can't do it. Anymore. Did you make more money doing them or no? No, I always lost money. It was a waste of time. <laughs> horrible. The only. I used to do conventions because they were like, like when I was younger in my more formidable drinking years, I could get away with it and it was more fun because you'd tattoo and then you go to the bar and then you'd pour yourself into the booth the next day. Um, <laughs> but it was, no, it was, it, it, it was fun. It was a little bit of fun depending on like who you went with and to meet everybody and to talk and to do for the same reasons. But it's like, for me, it was like, it was work, it was, especially owning my own shop. Like going with your shop is such a pain because you're responsible for all your artists. You're responsible for all the equipment. You're responsible for all yeah. the stuff. You got to make sure the booth. And the last one I went to was in Toronto and 90% of it was because I was off for a couple days after I went to Toronto. I did one or two tattoos and then I just went to comic book stores for three days straight, which was the only reason I went to Toronto. I just yeah. went to Toronto. Because I wanted good. To go. Hockey hall of fame and Canadian prices on comics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should well, we should do a show on that next time. Yeah. yeah. If if, uh, if Mike doesn't want to do a show with you with Elite uh, Alex, let us know. We'll do it with you. <laughs> are, you are you guys located in Long Island? Yeah, yeah. So we're all basically in Long Island. I think Matt's in I'm Queens, in Queens. But okay, yeah, we don't have a shop or anything. Like our, I, I, you know, where we all kind of met at Best Comics. You know, Tommy's place. Yeah. Great. And, um, Great too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was it. But um, this was awesome, Alex. Thank you so oh, much thank you for, for having uh, me. I, I joining us. Uh, we'll, we might have to do like another episode just on like shoes and stuff like that. We <laughs> no, get I, around I, to those. That'd be cool. <laughs> to, to at least you know help out and, and just talk and, and get the shit. But uh, what, what's your plan though? As far as this is uh, podcast, and then are you looking to do a store? Or is it, it, like, what is your what is your <laughs> what? Let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What is your future endeavors? And as far as like what, so, what do you want to do? You sold your basketball cards, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I buy buying comics mostly, you know, selling some here and there. You know, we bu we buy sell, but not at like I don't know if we'd ever want to do it at the capacity of like a store. I mean, that would be great. You know, I have a full-time job. We all have a full-time. I'd I'd enjoy doing it. I don't know if it'd be something sustainable as like a job. Like I'd have to, I feel like I'd have to get into a few other things before my wife would say, all right, that's enough money. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I just, I'm just, we just kind of started this for fun. You know, we would love for the channel to grow more. You know, we, you know, we still go out and buy comics here and there. And it's basically just to fund better comics is what we're doing. 
And, yeah. you know, it's just kind of a, a hobby that's more of a passion that, you know, we're trying to share with other people. Yeah, that's the one thing also, too, when you have a, a live convention, it, that's the one the thing that I like. I mean, Mike, it's just seeing what's in front of you and then being able to dig through and find gems, hidden gems, right? Um, 100%. Before anyone, you know, can get your hands on it. If you did the research beforehand where I was purchasing uh, Tales to Astonish 13, nobody knew that that was the first group. That no one knew that they predated uh, Tales to Astonish 27 for Sandman. And I was, I was buying it right beforehand. And I was like, okay, and you can find them in the bins. Yeah. Now it's like kind of cherry picked. It's hard because I think a lot of things are kind of like cherry. Oh, there's nothing. You can oh, find yeah. It's, it's, it's I mean, the minorest, the yeah. minorest key is on a wall. It's, it's insane. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, what, what was it? Uh, the, the one that worried me. Oh, uh, somebody had a, a crazy price tag on uh, New Mutants 100. 100? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but I mean, like, now, I'm, I'm done. Now's the time. That book is a nothing. But it was a nothing. It's first still time. a nothing. I don't care. It's a nothing. It's a nothing. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not doing it. You're not doing it. X Force. No, get out of here with that. Somebody wanted, <laughs> wanted like fifty bucks for it at a show. Just, All right, we're I gonna do it. We're gonna do this again in a year and then talk yeah. about how the X Force, uh, how the New Mutants one hundred is going I mean, for two thousand dollars. I love to talk more about like you know going forward. It's just it's it, like oh, okay, yeah. like what 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 is what they're running out of ideas, right? What are we? We already seen the Avengers. We already saw Infinity War. We gotta we gotta move forward. So X Force is hundred percent gonna be. Yeah, but that's, that's nobody's first appearance. Just like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, there was just a, a team the other one. Oh, somebody. Oh, uh, X Force. No, you, you don't believe in X Force, but I'm buying Kamala Khan. Yeah, I can see there, that. There's, it's a, that's a, that's a minority first appearance. Yeah, first at least appearance. the first appearance. First appearance of X Force. Yeah, and then oh, then we had the Deadpool card thing. I I'm just I was losing my I was losing my mind. Like the the, the day. He's, he's the best. That that'll be the end when like normal X Force ones, like the regular ones without the Deadpool, just regular. When those hit like thirty dollars a piece, we all need to just stop. <laughs> if I have to pay thirty dollars for an X Force one, I'm done. I'm out. I'll I'm done. I'm done. What about twenty five. I'll sell you one for twenty five right now. Yeah, <laughs> I want a nine nine. It's crazy. Like I remember walking into Grasshopper and they just bought a collection and they had two full long boxes of just X Force ones and they were just like, we don't even know what to do. We remember at the Christmas parties they were just throwing them at people. They're just throwing at people. Oh, wow. people and they were on the floor. The we were walking ones. all over them. There's that many. There's that many. Is that, so, but is that also like how many like Hulk one ones were printed too? No, that's not close. <laughs> no, they can't. No, there's not two million Hulk one eighty ones. I don't know if they printed that many, but like. That's that's I'm running out of I'm running out of material to really invest in. Like I mean, it's it's the next next arc. You know, I think uh, X Men is definitely something that I want to oh, yeah. you know spend more well, time. Now you can't now you can't touch any X Men books. It's over. Yeah. Well, now you got to go uh, back to the the wall of weird and start connecting all the dots again in your uh, in your with yeah. with your next forty eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> break break out the break out the notepad, Alex, and tell us what's going to be. <laughs> 10 years down the line. What, yeah. what was I, guess, I mean, X-Force. Matt, Matt we've got to do the same thing after this is over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you mine that I picked up a whole bunch of. I, that, uh, did I, I told you about the Marvel premiere book, right? That Shumagorath book that I gambled on. Oh, I didn't God. gamble because I like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you Shumagorath. Morgoth. 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 Morg
the, the play. Yes, and I have five copies of that book. <laughs> you think that needs to be something? I don't care. I got it anyway. Who cares? What's the worst thing gonna happen? I spent a couple of bucks. I did that with oh. Mephisto, and you just bought one of my Mephistos. Yeah, so Mephisto. I won. Oh, thank you. Well, Black now we're just talking about what they sold to each other. Blackheart, you know, we got Blackheart. Cthulhu. I have a bunch of those. Yeah. Blackheart's good too. Is Daredevil seventy one? Two two yeah two seventy. Two seventy. Yeah. I don't even all know. All right, I we can remember. keep doing this, but but we're gonna end the episode now. <laughs> so, um, Alex, you want to just quickly tell people who, uh, by any chance, if they're not following you already, you know the best way to follow you and reach out to you if they're interested in. Uh, anything I mean, I, I regularly check DMs and everything like that too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> Give them your Instagram, you yeah. fool. Your Instagram? <laughs> well, go ahead, go ahead and follow iPhone.ly. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Excellent. That was it. That's you all you had to do. I guess, you know, and uh, talk comics, collectibles, you know. And uh, I genuinely like to spread a lot of positivity with people I meet, you know. And I, there's a lot of hatred in this world. And there's a lot of, you know, so as much as we're smiling and enjoying ourselves and taking time for ourselves a little bit and our families and, and not overextending ourselves too, I think it's important because overall, I think – you know, with all these collectibles and everything like that. I mean, when we when we go, we you know we don't bring it with us. Yeah. You know? So we're, we're we're just we're renting it or leasing it for the moment. Essentially, I'm, yeah. I'm bringing um, my stuff. I'm bringing. I'm, my yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm getting I'm married. With my you're bringing your two one, one of one cards with you. With yeah, I'm bringing it. Do you do? So, Mike, if something happens to you, do I bury the Hulk 181 with you, or would you like me to have it? My my nine six Hulk 181 and my Barry Windsor Smith. Bury them with me. Mike goes before us. Get the shovels ready, guys. If you dig it up and steal it, that's fine. You can grave rob me. I don't care. But I don't know that I went in with it. I made the effort to dig it up. I'll need a a reprint of the Hulk 181 mat. Just just let me have that ready. No, I want mine. You just you you make do some work and dig it up if you want to do the work. All right, guys. Thanks again for joining us, Uh, Alex. This has been awesome. Mike, thank you for being our special guest. And that's it. I I don't even know how we're going to end it. This is like, (laughs) we'll see what happens. But all right. So that interview is done. It's probably one of the most uh, interesting interviews we've had um, so far to date. It was so good that TC and Matt just had to. They just had to stop. They were done. They had to drop off. So I'm going to finish this up. Um, So, hey, uh, before we go, do us a favor. Hit subscribe on all of our channels. Uh, uh, Subscribe to our YouTube channel here. Get some updates every time we post something. We're going to be adding more content over the next few weeks. Uh, Box openings and more interviews and everything else good like that. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at uh, LI Comic Guys. And don't feed the geeks. And be sure to follow uh, iPhone.Elite and Tattoo on Instagram, uh, the two guys that we had on. They're, they're two great guys. Mike is awesome. He's been a friend of ours for a long time. And our new friend, uh, iPhone Elite. Such a great episode. So thank you very much for spending the time with us. Uh, just the BS. It was great. Um, so I, I think I'm just going to wrap this up because I didn't know what to say. So um, remember, until next time. Don't be the geek!